Oh shit! You are now tuned in to the hottest sports podcast on the internet, Up in Flames, brought to you by your boy, Mo Murphy. This is where you will hear some of the hottest takes in the most raw and uncut fashion, baby. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mo, back with another episode of Up in Flames. I got a special guest with me today, my man Chris LeBron from the Off the Ball podcast. Chris, say what's up to everybody. What's going on, everyone? It's a pleasure to be on the show, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, this conversation we're about to have. Yes, sir. So, hey, man, this dude knows his hoops, man. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk a little ball. But first, I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about himself, his story, you know, um, what made him get into podcasting and everything like that. So, you know, Chris, go ahead, take it away and just let us know who you are, man. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I got the off the ball podcast. I started this roughly around a year ago, you know, and honestly, I was very on and off with it. You know, I would do a show here and then wouldn't do a show for like another a month or two. You know, I would take too many breaks. And then I was like, man, I don't know. You know, then I had one good, really good show. And then uh, I was like, okay, I'll start doing it. And then like, you know, you get a little upset when you don't get the the listens you like. And I'm like, ah, you know, maybe this isn't, maybe people don't care enough about what I said. So I took some time off. And then I would say around December, I got back on it and just told myself, you know what, you know, just let's just go at it. This is, this is go hundred percent on this. And I, I've been going hard at this since, uh, since December and, you know, had a little, have, have had some success. You know, I was talking, you know, I started off talking about everything. Then I kind of focused on basketball since that was kind of what a lot of people were, were really vibing with. So I stuck with basketball. And then obviously once COVID happened and, and you know, obviously sports stopped, I kind of talked about everything, you know, I, I, I said, okay, let me try talking about something, everything, you know, football, baseball, college sports. And then, you know, I, I, and those are things I love talking about, you know, on the regular. So I just said, you know what, I'm just going to stick with talking about everything. So I, it's kind of just been kind of like that. You know, I still, I still probably prioritize talking hoops and I've had a lot of good basketball people on the show, you know, a lot of good, you know, uh, journalists and, and uh, some uh, guys trying to make it to the NBA. You know, I got to have just had a couple guys, you know, do a, uh, just did an interview with a couple guys trying to the guys get into the league. So, it's you know it's it's it you you could say it's it's basketball centric my show, but uh you know I'm not, I like talking about everything so I kind of made it you know kind of like that where I'm just talking about everything and it's it's been going good man I I've enjoyed it for the last you know been going at it for the last you know what six months or so and it's been fun man it's 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 fun to to network with people I've networked with you you know we we. You know, and we've we've created a, a you know a friendship and stuff, and you know working you know are you on my show and when we interact a lot on, on social media, so it's been fun networking people, trying to get you know uh, you know people on the show and stuff and learning. I think that's the one thing I've I've learned a lot is just learning from other people. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, because this podcast thing is it's people think it's just plug in a mic and talk. And there's so much more to that, you know, than just talking on the mic. So I, I've learned so much from so many cool people and, you know, it, it's been fun. And then just continue to 
to learn and grow the show is something that I, I look forward to every day. So, man, it's it's been fun. Yeah, that like you said, man. <clears throat> oh man, like you said, man. That's that's one thing that um a lot of people don't understand about this podcast stuff is they do think it's just plug in the mic and talk. And I mean, there are some where people do that and they have, I mean, if their delivery, they interest in subjects, you know what I'm saying? You can do that. Some people, you can plug a mic and they can hold a conversation and just enjoy doing it. And people enjoy listening, but there is a lot to it to to make your show better. You don't want your first episode to be the same quality or type of show as your 25th episode. You want to see that improvement. And that's the difference in, you know, just plugging a mic and talking and then actually getting into the production side and and things like that, man. And, and another thing, bro, is like friendships, partnerships, bro. Like, I, you know, I met a few people, bro. I met you, bro. And like you said, bro, we interact all the time on social media. Some news might hit, and you know, I tag you, I tag Corey from Out of Bounds, I tag my man Cruz from from Football and Chill. So it is, bro. It's a lot of interaction, bro. We about to start our Dynasty Fantasy Football League. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I think that's dope because that's take all your money. <laughs> know. Hey, that's the first time I'm. This is the first time I've ever done a dynasty league. So me too. Yeah, yeah bro. So this is new to me. So you know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of cool things, bro. And I just see it as with everybody's interest and everybody's growth in their podcast. I don't see why. You know what I'm saying? Two, three years from now. We getting back on each other's show. You know, we've been on each. We'll be on each other's show multiple times. But two, three years from now, you'll be on mine telling me how successful you are and it got you this job. And now you know your lifestyle is talking sports and hopefully vice versa. Where you know because yeah, yeah. the few people I have linked up with, bro, they putting out good content. It's not like you know, it's not the mentality that we're better than anybody. But you know, if if you feel like you're that much superior over somebody, do you? You know, and you don't know them. Are you really going to get with them? It's the same way when we reach out for people to get on our show and stuff. We're small-time guys right now. So they kind of be like, oh, yeah, bro, I'm in the NFL. You know, I got ESPN reporters hitting me up. Why am I going to give love? And it's it's all love, bro. No disrespect. I fully understand it. But, um... You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the dopest thing about this podcast for me so far. And I'm continuously learning, bro. I'm learning off of, you know, I hit you up with questions. I hit people up with questions that, you know, I see the way you do something. And I'll be like, oh, man, that was dope. And it's not, you know, some people might be like, oh, we're stealing from each other. But not really, bro. Like, you see an improvement and you be like, man, his his is better because of that. And I want to get there. Hey, man, how how do you do it? You know, so that's always a good thing. But first thing we'll get into since we talking ball, let's get into your Knicks, man. It seemed like your off-the-ball theme of, you know, your logo seems kind of Knicks-inspired. You got a Knicks yeah. ha- hat on right now. People can't see it, but you do. You know, every time I see you, you have Knicks. I got the artwork in the back that's kind of Knicks-like. This, yeah, so, so you you real Knicks-centric, man. Let's just, you know, let us in about your Knicks, man, what you think, what you've been seeing that's been hurting, what you want to see in the future, some changes you'd like to see made, the roster, how y'all can improve, man. Just kind of talk about your Knicks, man. I'll let you go ahead and take it away with that one. I mean, there's so much, you know, as far as with the Knicks and stuff, as far as, you know, what can be done to be better and stuff. And I could go hours and hours and hours and hours (laughs) about what I want to see, you know, different from this team and stuff. But I'll try to keep it, I'll try to keep it uh, small in small doses. But obviously this team hasn't been good in a while. It's been what, seven years since we made the playoffs and, you know, and, you know, it's crazy because that season, the last season made the play. I mean, we were a 50 plus team, won the division and you just thought, okay, we're going to, we're just, 
we're going to be in the playoffs every year. We're going to try to battle Miami and stuff. And some re- for some reason, the team has just collapsed. And it's and it, and it feels like every year it got worse. And last year was kind of that's the year where you thought the good things were going to happen. Because it, it felt like for the first time, the basketball gods are going to be like, all right, we got you. We got you. We're going to get you the number one pick. We're gonna go. We got. We're gonna go get. You're gonna go get free agents. Gonna go get Katie, and then it just felt like little by little, the the the, the cracks in the foundation just got eroded, and just eventually everything just collapsed. And we didn't get the number one pick, you know. And even though I love R.J. Barrett, don't get me wrong, R.J.'s my guy. I think he's gonna be a good player, but Zion, Zion. Bro, and and Zion. that's that's the thing with your Knicks, man. Is it did look like, bro? It, you know, we were all talking about, you know. Y'all might get Kyrie, KD. You know, everybody was like, Kyrie wants to be in New York. And everybody was thinking KD might follow. And y'all get that number one pick. We, You know, there was a projection. A lot of Knicks fans. I got a couple homies that are Knicks fans where the projection was, bro, we about to be a win-now team because we about to get Kyrie, KD, yeah. and Zion. And I, I felt like it was coming. I was like, ah, damn. Like, the, the Knicks going to be good again. All these yeah. Knicks fans. Because, you know, y'all New York folks is very prideful. So I was like, damn, if the Knicks going to be good again, it's going to make the NBA good and the atmosphere good. But damn, the Knicks about to be good again, possibly yeah. championship good. And so, yeah, that did kind of hit the that, that did kind of hit the fan on that one. Yeah. And then and there was even rumors that, you know, they could trade the number one pick and go get Anthony Davis. So you think about Kyrie, Anthony Davis and and KD, that's. That's a championship team. I don't care what you put around. That's a chi- that's a championship team. So, as a Knicks fan, you get hyped because that the thought of that, you know, I I did that in two K and we were like seventy six and six. <laughs> and we were, <laughs> yeah. I got excited. I was with a championship, and, and you get excited about that. And you're like, wow, okay. So we went through all this misery these last years, and this is going to be you're finally going to have our chance, and then. You just hear rumors about, all right, especially when KD got hurt, it was like, okay, they don't want Kyrie to come by himself this year. They're not crazy about Kyrie. And I I got it to, I understood to an extent, but if if you're hearing that your rival is willing to accept that and let, okay, we'll take Kyrie and, you know, we'll wait for KD, you you need to do something. You need to, you need to be like, all right, what, you know what? We may not want Kyrie to be our leader right now, but we're still going to get Kevin Durant. Even if it's a year later and he's coming off an injury, he's still going to be, he's still going to be dope. He's still going to be that dude. And the Knicks just, they weren't with that. And Kyrie was like, all right, cool. And Kyrie's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Nets fan. I'm a group of Nets fan in, in Jersey, you know? So I'm, I want to go there. And KD was like, you know what? They don't want you there. That just makes it easy for us. We get to play in New York and not have to deal with the media circus. Let's just go to Brooklyn and do our own thing. It's 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 what's you know that's let's just go do it and and they did it and the Knicks just they they just fed us lies. They fed the fans lies after lies after lies and just and and, and it and it just shows like the bad management when you don't know that you're not getting Kevin Durant. And they kept going after that. It's like, what are you doing? And I've interviewed people on my show, you know, who are very close to that situation. And they said they weren't going to get him. After everything, after 
after uh, you know the off the last off season, the beginning, and just how they handled the whole season, they handled it horribly. They, yeah. By losing, by purposely losing, they thought they were gonna be able to get all this. You know, oh, no matter what, who cares? We're gonna have cap space, and we're gonna get the number one pick. And that wasn't the case. K- KD was like, nah, I'm not with that. Like, show me. You don't have the guys around us to to take that next level. And and Brooklyn did. And and, and it it just. And it just it just fell fat on our face, and you know we wound up getting Julius Randle and Todd Gibson and Bobby Portis and guys that we just got a bunch of guys on the team. And you know Fitzdale was a lame duck coach. You know he, he didn't he sh- we knew he wasn't a great X's and O's, and and it showed that you know he's just not that coach. He's a coach that can that can help you know with bringing guys in and and big time free agents, and that was what he was brought in to do. And when we didn't have that, it showed in his coaching that he just wasn't ready. And then, you know, they had the press conference and, and you know, after, you know, having a terrible start and he was just a lame duck coach. And then, you know, they eventually fired him. But it's been tough, man. It's tough being a fan right now. It's it struggles and, you know, bad management, too many co. I mean, it feels like we go through coaches every two years and it's frustrating. It's frustrating because we, you know, we're still somehow Forbes number one, you know, uh, a team, you know, making all this money and you see the Lakers and Golden State and all these other teams that are behind us and they're all winning. Yet we're we're the worst team in the last seven years. I think we're one of the worst teams in the last seven years. And, you know, it, it's it's tough. It, it's it's really tough. But, um, you know, I, I try to be optimistic. I try to be optimistic for this season, you know. I mean, for this upcoming season, you know, you know, uh, Leon Rose coming in and, you know, he's hired some, some good people around him. And you just hope that, you know, they find the right coach. It looks like it's going to be Tibbs. It looks like it's going to be Tibbs that's going to be the coach. Uh, you know, I've heard today that, you know, he's already trying to find his coaching staff. So, you know, uh, and, and I'm, I'm cool with him being the coach. You know, he's had some success. I know people are negative about it because how many minutes he played in the whole Derrick Rose situation. And that gets people a little scared. But. You know, I feel like he's going to come in and make these guys work because, you know, we need to, we need, this team needs that, you know, that kick in the ass to, to, to get going. And, you know, because we have some talent. It's just a matter of getting the most out of them. And so, you know, uh, I like what Leon Rhodes is doing. He's hired some very, very respectable, you know, front office guys in the, around the league. So we just hope that it can translate finally because, you know, obviously, you know, that the only way you can attract agents is by establishing a good culture and, and you're a miami heat fan so you know about that you know yeah if you guys didn't have that culture back in 2010 you don't get lebron james you know you don't establish that culture a few years ago you don't get jimmy butler and all these guys you know you don't you don't you know and, and just player development you guys have developed tremendous you know guys you know hero and bam you know these guys have you know people maybe have thought weren't going to be you know be solid players you know bam's an all-star Hero can be a, a, a very good player, so that's what it comes down to. You got to be able to develop players and, and establish a culture, a winning culture. Surround yourself with winning players, and good things will come. And, and good management, because good management finds the good, finds those players, and develops those players into all stars. And that's and that's that, that's the blueprint the Knicks need to follow. If they follow that, and stop going after big names and just hiring people just to sake for hiring and just getting players just to sake for to get players because you got to fill salary gap. That's just not the way to go. They just need to, and they just need to do it 
the, the right way. Take the steel blueprint from you guys, steel blueprint from Brooklyn, how they did it. You know, there's so many teams that, you know, OKC, you know, it, it, they had three MVPs on their team and they still somehow are competing. You know? Yeah. At one point they had three MVPs and now, you know, and they still develop. So, you know, we have to take blueprints from certain teams and, and make sure that, you know, we stay on one path. We don't get off that the track, stay put and just continue to, to stay, stay focused and get a, make sure you get the right players, right coaches and, and just just work. You know, don't worry about Brooklyn. And I know we, you know, a lot of fans worry about what Brooklyn's doing. Don't worry about what they're doing. Let them do what they're doing. Focus on what you're doing and just just work because, uh, you know, it's you know, it's time to it's time to, to win. You know, it's it's, it's time. 20 years of, of crappy basketball is, is tiring. So we got to We got to hopefully uh, with this with this uh, regime, we get it going. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you hit it. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's your team. That's that's who you follow. That's who you know hard. And you're right, bro. And establishing a culture, you don't do that overnight. You don't do that in a season. You know, you brought in Leon Rose. Y'all, y'all are talking about getting a new coach. Uh, bro, a new coach doesn't take and build a culture. He has a culture that he wants to set, but he's not going to set it with an organization overnight. He's going to implement all his things that he wants done and things like that. And it's 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 going to take time. It's going to take a season or two. You're going to need those draft picks. You're going to need to try and get free agents. And I know the Knicks, they kind of sell themselves short by going after the big names. Because, like you said, for some odd reason... With as bad as they've been the past 20 years, they name hold just as much weight as championship teams. The Lakers, you know, uh, the Heat, just teams that have won championships, the Spurs, like teams like that. And the Knicks still hold just as much, if not more, weight. They might be, you know, what are they, the second most valuable or the most valuable brand in basketball? I think they're behind the Lakers. I, I could be wrong. They could be number one. They're, they're they're worth more than the Lakers. See, so it's crazy to think they're that. the most crazy. and the Lakers have six what sixteen championships. Yeah, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, LeBron James, all these great AD, and then and the, we're talking about the Knicks, like the team that's been trash for a long time. Yeah, that hasn't really that been good the since the nineties. But it's the city of New York, you know. It's it's the the Big Apple, and it just they name whole weight. So it's it shouldn't be that tough to build a culture, but you can't go big like. You kind of go small, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you shoot for the stars, but you don't want KD when there's nothing else. What are you going to pitch to KD to come here? Yeah, we have to make sure we can guarantee you and Kyrie to get here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to start building that team, building that that culture, and getting everything together so that when you shoot at a big-time free agent, you have, look, man, we've been pretty successful these past couple years. We've been rebuilding. Now we're in. We want to win. You know, you have a coach. You know what I'm saying? He don't want to play for just any coach. You know, he's KD. He's, you know, a top three, four, five, whatever you want to put him. He's a top basketball player. Could be the best basketball player in the league. I mean, we don't know now how he'll return from his Achilles injury. But when you go go for those top five to ten guys, bro, they're not going and trying to carry a team full of young guys. You know, LeBron, I feel like he made that mistake going to the Lakers. And it, his decision was bigger than basketball. But when he got there, he was like, yeah, of course, it's business and things like that. But when he got to L.A., he realized, man, I want to play ball and I want to win. And going to try and carry these young guys just probably is not going to get it done. And the reason I say that, they were fine before LeBron got hurt. That's the one thing that people do forget about with that Lakers situation. They owe LeBron didn't make the playoffs. But they were, what, third, fourth in the West at the time that LeBron got hurt coming off a Christmas game where they were dogging the Warriors like – 
So they would have been fine had LeBron played all season. I, there's no doubt in my mind they'd have made the playoffs. I don't care if they would have got in at the six or seven seed. You know, they would have made it. But it's just that culture and like you guys have a bunch of young guys. So in a couple years when they're valuable, you know, more valuable, your RJ Barrett, he's more of a selling pitch to get a superstar to come play with him. A couple years from now when he hits that, when he's done developing and he starts hitting like you know, you see his stride, you see his improvement. Year by year, you know, by year three, four in the league, R.J. Barrett might be a borderline all-star, if not a solid all-star. So, you know, that's where you establish is you take the guys you got now, Mitchell Robinson and guys like that, and you develop in a, in a couple years, now you can really shoot for the big-time free agents. Like, you should be starting to think exactly. about what can we do to shoot for that loaded uh, free agent class with Giannis, Kawhi. Um, I don't – it could, KD could be on there, Paul George – even though LeBron's going to be older at that time, LeBron is part of that free agent class. Like, yeah, you, realistically, he probably won't go to the Knicks. But still, like, that would be my mindset would be, how can I build my team to shoot? Where I, even I might shoot for KD, but I can land Paul George. Uh, you know, I, I might get Kawhi, and Kawhi would be like, I'll come to the Knicks if so -and -so, you get so-and-so to come with me. Or I'll call so-and-so and we could get there. So, you know, that's kind of the culture you need to establish. Um, and, you know, while we on the subject of the NBA – July 31st is the aim date. You know, it's coming this Thursday to, to vote on. Are they coming back on July 31st? So that's the date the NBA is supposed to come back. Um, what do you think? We've been seeing a lot of we've been seeing a lot of possibilities of um how they want to do the return. They might do some, they might do none. Like you know what I mean? So they might do 20 yeah. to 22, they might do all. They they haven't really established that yet. So what would you see? What how would you like to see it? I mean, I'm cool with. I, I've heard the the 20 team proposal where you got the bottom four teams doing a play in. I'm cool with that. I like that. I I also do like the and I and I know this probably won't. I know uh, some uh, uh, owners and GMs are not cool with the group play, and I that's probably won't happen. But I was actually actually you know growing you know fond of that of group play style. I mean, I like international play. You know, especially how soccer does it too. With, you know, having groups and, you know, yeah, four teams. And I think that would have been interesting, but I can understand why they might not be cool with that, you know, as far as having how many games you get in, you know, they obviously want a certain amount of games. And, but, you know, the, you know, we also have to remember, man, it's a different time, man. It's great. It's, you know, this, it's, the world is different right now. And, you know, the basketball is going to look different. And so we, you know, they have to try to make it feel different a little bit, you know, we got to try to, you know, be creative. You know, uh, these you got to be creative in these in these times. So, I think implementing the twenty team, you know, and then having the five or four play in, I think that's that's that would be interesting. That would be uh, fun basketball to watch to see. You know, four teams going at it. It's kind of like college basketball where you got play-in games to get into the tournament. You know, it, it'll make it interesting for sure. So. Uh, I'm all for it, you know, uh, that uh, 20 team, you know, four play, uh, four team play. And I think that would be very interesting. And seeing the top 16 teams in the league going at it is something, you know, I know people love the traditional West for, you know, East versus West. And, but how many times have we seen in the West a team win 49, hell, 50 games and miss the playoffs? And then you see a team in the East go under 500 and be a 17. You know, we've seen that way too many times, and it, and it's and it sucks that the team in the West, you know, that wins 49. I remember, I think the Suns, like a few years ago, were 49, 48, 49 wins, and they missed the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, 
And if you think if you put them in the in the East or, or you give them more games in the East, that's a 55 plus 60, maybe 61 team we're talking about. You know, so, you know, it, it's it, this is I think this is going to be fun. You know, if we get this and we're going to get we're going to go see the best of the best. You know, we're, we're going to see, you know, we could possibly get a Lakers versus Clippers finals or somewhat. You know, that's something, you know, that's that's been the, a big, you know, who's who's going to be who's better. And then to get that in a championship, you know, Clippers versus the Lakers, that's something that could be fun. There's so many matchups we could possibly see that we wouldn't see in the traditional East versus West. Yeah. You know, so. You know, it, 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 I'm I'm all for that. You know, uh, and it's just for the I get, people get so bent out of shape. Like, oh man, this is that's not what basketball is. We want to see East versus West. I'm like, but it's just for one year. You know, and we just got it's just for this season. It's probably not something we're going to see from in the future. So why not just change it up a little bit? It's you know, people are going to like, oh, there's going to be an asterisk on the champion. I, I don't think there should be an I mean, especially if, Le, if LeBron wins, you know, people are going to go and oh no, well he won it in a in a in a season in which you know there's the coronavirus and, and the, the the format was different and it's like you know that that's just ridiculous. I mean, y'all don't give him an asterisk for the strike zone season when they won, you know. So it's like, come on now, like it's being a little ridiculous. Like yeah, it's not a, it's not. I don't put an asterisk on this. If you win the championship, man, you are the champion. It is as simple as that, you know. Yeah, that, so that's just my thought. Yeah, so like I have a prop the only part the only proposal, I'd love to see the group play. Um it's something different. Um I was watching Colin Coward's show the other day and he he showed like what the group play would look like based off the tiers one through five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um unfortunately, as a Heat fan, I wouldn't be so fond of the group that we fall in. Cause we have to play the Lakers, the Rockets, the Pelicans. I, I forgot who the other team was, but we we'd fall in where we play in the Lakers, the Rockets, and the Pelicans twice. That's not an ideal, you know. If you're trying to win the championship, them not three teams you ideally want to play. But I do have a problem with the 16 team tournament. I love the tournament idea, but what are the last four teams playing for? Like because you're having one through 16, and then you're having. The Trailblazers, the Kings, the Pelicans, and the Spurs. Those are going to be the four teams that are playing. What are they playing in for? If you already have 16 spots, to me, the only way to make that even is the 7th and 8th seed from the East and the 7th and 8th seed from the West have to play a play-in for them 7th and 8th spots with those four teams. Now I have an eight-team tournament to get in for those last two spots so really the last four spots, you know what I'm saying? 13 through 16. But I think they want Zion in that. I believe all those rumors that they want Zion in those playoffs because it helps ratings because Zion is a ratings monster. And, you know, they, they want him, they want to showcase it. And like I said, the ratings would be through the roof to see Zion in a playoff. And so, you know, that's why I think that they're trying to do this so they could find a way to get the Pelicans in the in the a playoff to get the ratings. And that's why I say, they, and they need the rev. They're gonna need that. They they want that boost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with losing them. money and yeah, most definitely. But that's why I say to make it fair because you have sixteen teams. You're, if you add twenty, you have four teams playing for what a ninth spot. Like you know what I'm saying. Now you have eighteen teams, that, which isn't gonna break down the right way. So why is it that the seventh and eighth seed from the east, seventh and eighth seed from the west? So basically, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen plays against those final four teams. Because to be honest, not only would you not have Zion in the playoffs, if you just did one through 16 and left everybody else, 
You wouldn't have Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? The Kings, I mean, they ain't really got no selling point, but it could be an exciting young team, but nobody will be upset that the Kings don't play in the playoffs. But you do have Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers, Damian Lillard, CJ, and the Trailblazers, and you have Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and the Pelicans that as of right now do not fit in a tournament, a 16-team tournament. That's, that's a few stars. I mean, Zion is must-see TV right now. If you told me Zion was playing in a scrimmage on ESPN, I guarantee you we wouldn't be talking right now. We'd be watching this damn game. Exactly. So, he's you know, yeah, he, he's box office, bro. No matter where he goes, he could have played for the world dumpster. And people still going to watch him on TV. You know what I'm saying? With him and a bunch of high school kids playing against NBA guys, they're still going to be like, I bet Zion dominate. So he is box office. So I understand why you'd want to get him in the playoffs because it's possible. They, they're going to be battling the NFL. If they come back July 31st, football seems like it's starting on time in August with preseason. Yeah, yeah. It seems like everything's going to start on time. They may even shorten preseason. But as of right now, football looks like week one starting on week one. Maybe no fans in the stands. Maybe few fans, you know, 25% capacity or whatever. But football don't look like they have not came out yet and said we're starting late. They're like, they're the most yeah, they're planning yeah. for is the preseason. So I understand if you're battling with football, Zion on TV, somebody might contemplate watching that week two Cleveland Browns versus, you know, New York Jets. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jacksonville. Like, you'll be like, man, Zion playing the Lakers. Like, you got to have some selling points where if you're going to battle with football, I mean, I also don't see him battling too much. I could see when it come that time where football starts. The NBA games, to me, if you don't want to battle with NFL, NBA games get played on days that NFL isn't. So, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, you could battle with college football, but to me, that's not too big of a deal. I say Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, you have games. So you're not battling with ratings with Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. So, I mean, that would be another thing I would propose if I was part of the NBA committee or anything like that is like, hey, bro, instead of trying to battle with the NFL when they return, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday will be our days, you know what I'm saying, where we got these basketball games rocking four days a week, and we'll let Monday, Thursday, and Sunday be football. Now, as a fan, I get to watch sports every damn day, like, exactly. for, for at least the, the first couple months. Boy. Yeah, I got sports on every day, but I wouldn't exactly. mind seeing the group play. I mean, I just want to see the NBA come yeah. back. Um, speaking of the NBA, you know, when we talking about this tournament, and it, it does seem like it's coming back, and we need a champion to be determined who can you see winning the championship i think it's i think the lakers are just they're just destined to win it you know it just lebron and and this journey and this journey to get to the championship is just he's on a mission to win it everything that happened with kobe bryant and his unfortunate passing i just feel like he's it's the lakers it's the Lakers to win. And, you know, they played great basketball. You know, they, they beat the, the, the Bucks, you know, in that, in that big time game, you know, right before everything happened. And, you know, the, while the Bucks were kind of, you know, they, they, you know, they ended, you know, before everything stopped, they were on three game loose streak and the Lakers were just playing great basketball. And they just seemed like they built this team this year, really the, tremendous, you know, last year, you know, with all the young guys and then, just a lot of bad fits. It didn't work out. But then this year with the change, you obviously getting Anthony Davis, but also getting, uh, you know, Green from Toronto. 
and, and just getting, you know, uh, got Rondo you, and you, you got a, a rejuvenated Dwight Howard coming off the bench. You know, you know, you got a lot of big, you got, got a lot of size, you know, Anthony Davis, you know, uh, um, you got, you got uh, Dwight Howard, you know, uh, so, you know, uh, JaVale McGee also, they got so much size. It just feels like they got everything, everything. And, and they got the chemistry down packed too. While the Clippers, I had them winning it before the season, but it just seems like, you know, injuries and, you know, just, they still feel, I haven't feel like they haven't got the chemistry in order, even though I feel like they're the deepest team. They oh, have, hands down. Their bench hands is down. crazy. You know, they, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, they got a lot, a lot of depth, you know, uh, you know, Zubax. So, you know, I think it's the Lakers, you know, Lakers to win. And, you know, LeBron, like I said, you know how bad he wants to win that, that, that fourth chip and get a little bit, knock it a little bit close to that, you know, for people to, to be consider him the GOAT. And you know that bothers him that he's under, you know, he's three and six in the finals. That bothers. I don't care. That has to bother him that he's three and six in the Oh, finals. I know it and, does. But I know it does. It has to. Uh, you know, he could say that it doesn't, but, you know, it bothers him that he's three and six. And, and then that obviously it's not all his fault. It's just, you know, he's went against some juggernaut teams and, you know, just injuries, especially that first Cavs Warriors. I mean, Kyrie's out. Loves out, and he goes six with them. So if he had one of those guys, maybe they win it. So and then obviously, you know, going coming back from three one, Warriors say, okay, we gotta go. We go get Kevin Durant, and you know, it's tough to be the team with two of the best shooters of all time, and then and then you add a seven footer who's the most, maybe the most skilled player in the NBA. So it, it's like I said, man, LeBron's on a mission. He he's played. He's at, he's even caught up to, to Giannis in that MVP discussion where Giannis was running away with he might have been unanimous, you know, at one point. And then LeBron yeah. caught, is catching up. You know, it's still I still think Giannis is to win. I still think Giannis will win it, but LeBron caught caught up to that. Anthony Davis is probably defensive player of the year. You know, they just got everything going. It, it, you know, you know, Frank Vogel is, is is a good coach. You know, people forget about how good of a coach he is. I mean, those Indiana teams he had were really good and he's got good coaches you know Jason Kidd and stuff you know so I just think you know when we and I think this 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 little break helps LeBron you know he obviously is older and he gets his body back going you know how he takes care of his body so just the rest once they get back to a training camp and I just think it's it's them to lose you know you know uh but it's fun to see the numbers the Clippers I hope we can get to see that somewhere in the, in this in this playoff and then numbers. Milwaukee will be box office too, you know, him versus Giannis going at it. Can Giannis dethrone the king? Because this is a big year for Milwaukee too, you know, because if they don't get their stuff together, remember, like we said, man, that free agent class, you know, next season after next season is this big time, and that starts with Giannis. And you know, this could be this is a big this is a big playoff for Milwaukee, no matter what. I know, you know, it's going to be huge, but, you know, I think it's Lake. If I had to say the way the format was, I think I would go with the Lakers versus Milwaukee going at each other in the, in the, in the, in the last round in the finals. And, and I think the Lakers just have too much. If that were the matchup, they just got too much with Anthony Davis. Giannis would just have to do too much, you know, and his, he still has to work on his perimeter game. 
you know, if he had a more perimeter game, I could say, okay, maybe he could take over completely. But they had the defense to kind of slow down Giannis with, with all those bigs. And I think, you know, the, the Lakers, the Lakers, it, it, to me, it's the Lakers taking it all this year. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I guess uh, a lot of it is I have a personal bias just for the whole situation of like, you know, LeBron. I mean, Dwayne Wade is my favorite player of all time, but in, in a close sec is LeBron. You know, I love LeBron. I think LeBron is the the greatest player of all time. I personally, you know, we we've had this where you know, however you think it is, is how you think it is. Cool. There's there's a few players that deserve recognition in that argument. So me saying LeBron is the greatest isn't no slight towards Jordan or anything like that. And like you said though, I just think it's destiny. Um, with the passing of the late great Kobe Bryant. You know, like, I think LeBron just, there was a look in his eyes after, like, in those games, like, you know, and the the first game they had played after when Portland and Dame Lillard came in and, and took over that house, you know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't, LeBron didn't take that lightly. I know he didn't because look at how he started going crazy. Look how the Lakers started clicking. And people could say, I don't personally think, people, a lot of people like to say that the Clippers are built to stop LeBron. I don't think so at all. Like I don't I don't understand this notion. See, there's a notion that people love to jump into, and I'm not a believer that Kawhi is just LeBron is scared of him. Bro, LeBron is not scared of Kawhi. A a guy like LeBron ain't afraid of none of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. that's a false narrative that that he's scared of anyone. LeBron's not scared of any going against yeah, any player. He'll Whether go head Kawhi, to head with he's not scared of that. Yeah, he'll go head to head with any one of them. And the whole thing is is people want to point out, well, when they was in a playoff series, and Kawhi didn't shut down LeBron back when he was in San Antonio and LeBron was in Miami. If you look at those numbers and you tell me that's a man getting shut down, then there's more of an argument for me. You're giving me more fuel of why he's the greatest player of all time. If he puts up, what do you have, like 27, 8, and 6? Like yeah, That was like his numbers. I would, I would say that he just helped. He, he helped contain him. Yeah, yeah and, he and contain him a little bit. Yeah, he didn't he let him, him go too he crazy. Him yeah, he didn't go. Nah, and I don't trust me. I think if LeBron goes against Kawhi, them ain't easy buckets he got to get. You know, last time they played, LeBron scored thirty. Them ain't no easy thirty points. Like it ain't like LeBron leaves that court and be like, "I killed that man." You, you know, he gonna have that respect of you know you know what I'm saying. But I just think it's destined. I think the Lakers are built to win this year. Um, they're dangerous with LeBron at point because that just makes them so big. You pointed it out. If I'm solely putting LeBron at point, I could have KCP at the two, Danny Green at the three. I could have AD at the four. I could have Dwight or JaVale McGee at the five. Like, that's a big starting five to come out with. And, you know, you play against a team like the Clippers, Patrick Beverly was 6'2", maybe, you know, 6'2 and small. Like, Lou Will, even though he's not a starter, he's a six-man. But Lou Will, he's a baller. He's a bucket getter. He'll get you 30. But he's small in that situation. Like, and you're talking about some of these smaller guys, Reggie Jackson. You're talking about some of these smaller guys having to guard LeBron. Patrick Beverly can't guard LeBron. I don't care what anybody no, say. No, no. He talk. But Patrick Beverly, to me, ain't even as good as he comes off. He talk a big game. And he got some dog in him defensively. But... You know, he's kind of, to me, he's a little handicap on offense. And defensively, he's not as, they let him get away with a lot more fouls than some other players just because to keep that bad boy persona of Pat Bev, a shutdown point guard. I don't really see it. I don't see, you know, I see them play against other great point guards. I see point guards have really good games against Patrick Beverly the past few years, regardless of when, you know, the Rockets, the Clippers. So I don't get this notion. It's just 
He's in the media, you know what I'm saying? He talks trash after the game. LeBron goes and beats the Clippers the last time they play. Oh, I'm not impressed. You ain't got to be impressed. But part of it was he killed you. So I just think they built that way. I think LeBron is on a mission. Um, I think destiny, it, they're destined to win a championship, do it for Kobe. It won't be tough, especially in a 16-team tournament. Um, they'll probably never have to go through Milwaukee or the Clippers until the championship if we do a 16-team tournament. And I would imagine in this tournament, it would be best of three, best of five. I don't think it'll be one for one. No, no, no. Yeah, so I do think it'll be a tournament of maybe best of three until you get to the final four, then it might be best of seven or maybe best of five. They haven't really hit all those proposals yet because they don't know how they're going to do it. But I don't think LeBron will have to – I don't think the Lakers will have to see the Clippers or the Bucks in any scenario before – the championship if they do it in the 16-team tournament style. So, I mean, that's what. Them the only two that you would have even that has a possibility of knocking off the Lakers. You'll be like, if they get lucky and not have to play Milwaukee and the Clippers and they end up playing anybody else in the championship, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they could have a six games if they play the Celtics or whatever, but if, if they get through and make it to the championship – and knowing that they'll only have to face either the Clippers or the Bucks when they get there, and both of them teams get knocked off before they have to meet them in the championship, at that point I know people are like, oh, it was rigged. The Clippers weren't supposed to lose. It was just destiny. It was just destined. Like, I want them to have to go the hardest route, whether it's beat the Bucks or beat the Clippers to win the championship. If LeBron going to win it, I want him nothing more than him to beat the Clippers or beat Milwaukee. More so the Clippers, bro, because now – you know, a lot of Clippers people are coming out of nowhere. Oh, it's a Clipper town now. It will never be a Clipper town. The Clippers could win a championship this year, and it's still going to be Lakers town. So, you know, this it's, little it's false. Like, it's like the Knicks and the Nets, man. I mean, the Nets are the better team, but, you know, it's still the Knicks town here. Yeah, so, and historically, you know. It, it, it you take know, a lot for that to change over, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. historically, you know, Madison Square Garden is historic. Like, it's, it's it holds a place. You know, people grow up dreaming of, I want to play in Madison Square Garden. You know what I'm saying? When they have NBA dreams and I would love, you know, there's been some historic things done there. Unfortunately, it'd be guys on the opposite team that end up playing in Madison Square Garden that have their best games. But, you oh, know, yeah. you know, it's that just, sure. I just don't see, you know, I just want to see the Lakers win, man. I want my guy LeBron to get a fourth ring. I want him to have a third, you know, win a championship with three other teams. Bro, I just want him to keep building his case and kind of, He's the biggest superstar I've ever seen that's had the most haters. Like, LeBron, is he's the only face of the league I've seen that's had people literally hate him like that. You know, with watching the Last Dance documentary, like, the players, of course, they didn't like Jordan that much. They had to compete against him, and they couldn't win during his reign. I understand it. But the fans of everywhere, like, Jordan was a show to everybody. He was, he was a rock star. And, and LeBron was a rock star, but he's also – turn into like a villain and now he's on like a balance beam of like sometimes he's superman to people and then sometimes like they find a reason to like when he starts getting on a good side as fans they they find a reason to hate him like so i just i hate that for lebron and i just want i want to see the lakers win the championship man i, I want my guy lebron to get it. i mean ultimately if my heat could win the championship you know then hey lebron you know fuck you like i I'm sorry, bro, but my team in the championship, I need one. Like, we haven't had one since he's left. But um, realistically, I do think the Lakers will win. I think if they play the Clippers, it goes to seven. I think if they play Milwaukee, they beat Milwaukee in six. Um, yeah. Giannis just, he's showing improvement, and he's a great player, and he's arguable. He could be the MVP. 
Um, I guess it just depends on what side of the argument you are for LeBron or for Giannis. Um, his his numbers, the argument for for Giannis, his numbers have improved from last year, and he won MVP last year. He did get better. So he it's won MVP got and got better. His points went up. His rebounds per game went up. His field goal percentage went up. His three point percent, like there was nothing but improvement from an MVP season. So that mm-hmm. that's his argument for him. But um, yeah, I just think I think they'll beat him. I just don't think Giannis is still ready to take that step to be built to beat like. The Lakers. I think he'd have more of a chance. I think Milwaukee would have more of a chance against the Clippers than the Lakers because the Lakers could clog that paint up with Dwight, with JaVale, with AD. Like, you know what I mean? They have some They have some big guys, big bodies. You know, uh, Morris. Marquise Morris. Yeah, they got yeah, Morris they got now. Morris. So they have some big bodies where they could just clog up that paint where even, if, okay, you put LeBron on him, he gets by LeBron, he's still facing one, maybe two seven-footers at the rim between AD and JaVale McGee, and they kind of showed that the last time they played each other. And I know Milwaukee the first time took off, but, I mean, when Giannis hit five threes in a game, you know, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly, you don't yeah. you don't come in and game plan for if Giannis gets hot from the three-point line. So, you know, he kind of caught the Lakers off guard. But I just – the last time they played, you kind of seen that one. LeBron was on a mission and balled out. You know, I think LeBron, in his mind, I do think LeBron cares about personal accolades and – Champions can say they don't. Oh, no, I don't really care. It's not about the MVP, but it is. Like, when people are sitting there in the media doubting you and you're not better than this guy, your reign might be over, and you're playing against the guy who just won MVP that they're possibly talking about taking the torch from you. And last time he crowned himself as king, like, that matters to you. And and he went out there with a different drive. You know, it started that same week with the Philly game on that Tuesday. And, you know, he murdered Milwaukee on Friday. And then he gave it to the Clippers on Sunday. And... That's the last we've seen of basketball, and, you know, it resonates well with everybody on his MVP case because the last time we've seen all these guys play, LeBron was playing at the highest level. So, you know, I just don't think, like I said, I just don't think Milwaukee's built to to beat the Lakers. And I, I think they're more equipped. I think they have more of a chance of winning the championship against the Clippers than the Lakers. I just don't think they're built to beat the Lakers because the Lakers are some big guys, bro. It's some big guys down there, some rim stuffers. And it's tough when you don't have a you can't stretch out the defense with your three point shot, and you're you're expecting Chris Middleton like that's the guy you're leaning on to step up. Or Eric Bledsoe has been known to fold in the playoffs on multiple occasions. So these are guys that just don't have that it factor that you need to step up and be high All Star level. Like you need Chris Middleton yeah. to not play like a bare minimum All Star. You need Chris Middleton to play like a high level All Star. And I just don't know if he's capable of it. Like, he might have capped out, hit his peak. He's a really good player, you know, borderline all-star. You could argue who deserves it over him. You know, there's some guys on lesser teams that are probably better than Chris Middleton, but they're just on lesser teams and fell victim to that. So, you know, I just don't don't know. And I don't think Giannis, you know, like you said, this might be the year where they don't win a championship and Giannis, he's not going to sign an extension and he's going to be looking towards free agency after next season. So that's another possibility and that's something that Milwaukee needs to consider. That's something the players need to consider. They're they, on the clock right now because they have to figure. They, they're they going to have a big, big offseason to figure out, especially if they don't win the championship. If they don't win it, they, they're going to have to make changes because, you know, if they lose Giannis, you're going to be <laughs> – it's going to be like, you know, when 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 the, the Cavaliers lost LeBron the first time. And some teams don't recover from that, you know. Orlando still hasn't recovered from not having Dwight, losing Dwight. You know, you know, there's teams that don't recover from that. So 
it, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. You know, uh, I think I think losing Malcolm Brogdon was a big, big loss for them. You know, like from the offseason for you know a guy who can make you know shoot high percentage from three. You know, is a ninety percent free throw shooter. You know, fifty percent from the from the uh, field goal shooter. And I just think that's a player that they're going to sorely they're, they're going to miss a lot, especially in the playoffs. You know, so and he could defend too. You know. Yeah, I'm not saying he could. He's gonna hold down, you know, LeBron and stuff, but he, he can make it, you know, help, you know, because Giannis is gonna have to do a lot of work with AD and, and LeBron guarding them both, you know. So it, it's gonna be interesting, you know. Milwaukee's got a lot upon their plate, and this is big, you know. No matter how the season is, and you know what it looks like, you know, if we get back to ball and, and you know everyone's everyone's uh you know we're in the playoffs, the the. The clock is starts. The clock starts with Giannis, and if they, he don't feel like they, they take that next level, and he can get guys to come play with him, they, 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 this could be it could be it could be it could be a rough season. And then you know if they don't get guys to come in, if they don't get another, they're gonna have to get another guy, you know, another superstar. You know, Chris Middleton's a very good player. Yeah, but he is what he is. Yeah, you know, I don't see him taking. There's a couple games where he can go off, and that's cool. But they're gonna have to take that you know try to get someone else to help convince him to stay because if he leaves you know milwaukee is not it's not like milwaukee it's not like miami where people want to go to miami because that's just pat riley and it's miami talking about milwaukee even though their front office is good and they've they've improved it but there's not a lot of people clamoring to go to milwaukee and play basketball yeah and there's not a lot of guys willing to up and leave wherever they're at or, uh, you know, in free agency, like, Milwaukee is not a man I would love to go there. Now, maybe as a role player, as a solid role player, seeing, like, it's a great pitch player, yeah. to some help, some pieces. You know, when you're pitching to a piece, like, I have Giannis, we have Middleton, we need you, you're that third guy, and you don't need a – because he may not necessarily need another superstar. He just needs – like, he has him in Middleton, but he, they just need one more piece. I don't, it's tough to say what that piece is because they got some good, solid players on that team. And I think part of it is just – those good, solid players tend to fold and not be the same people that they are in the regular season. And that makes a difference, too, is like, yeah, we might improve, but if we get a guy who he balls out in the regular season and we a 75-win team, like, you know, that's hypothetical, probably won't happen. But I'm just saying they they close to a 70-win team. They, they were pushing to be able to be a 70-win team. So if they have a 70-win team in the regular season and you still can't perform like that in the playoffs, then, then none of that matters, like, and Giannis is a victim of it too. Giannis has to be able to perform in the playoffs the same way he does in the regular season. And I, Kawhi took him out of a series last year, and that happened. That you know it did happen. Giannis got taken out of a series, but he also that's why he got in the gym and he showed improvement. That's why his three point percentage is up. That's why his mid range level of of consistency of being able to shoot it and making at least people respect it is up because he knows you know that's what great players do. When they get shut out of a series or they, they sit back and evaluate why did I lose? And he knew. Like, I feel like him getting better was him taking ownership of, like, Kawhi took me out of that series for the simple fact, man, they had enough bodies. Kawhi, Siaka, Mabaka, Mark Gasol, they had enough bodies to throw at him to the point they stopped me from getting the paint and they felt like I was useless at that point. He's not the greatest ball handler. He's still obviously not the greatest shooter, but... He's a guy he can manage offense. He has the IQ to manage offense, but he's not the greatest ball handler. He's not gonna hit you with no moves, no. And and that's what's scary is that he still has so much more to improve. Like, and he can get better. 
and that's scary. And he's still only he twenty five. Like he improved so much shooting, and then his ball handling he can improve on, and just being a better leader and and just you know he could still get better, and that's scary. That's so scary that he still has so much more room to improve, and he could be a better player. And, and that's that's scary because, like I said, he could possibly win the MVP again this year, maybe even defensive player of the year this year because he's played, you know, he's just a freak of a, you know, a defensively, and, and he could still get better. He could be a better shooter, ball handler, passer. This is so more, much more room improvement. And that's scary. And he's still young. He's only 25, I think, 25, yeah. 26. But he's, and people don't realize how raw he came. I mean, he, he was playing in like, uh, he was playing in like, uh, in like uh, YMCA type level leagues in, in Greece. You know, he was playing in like playing against regular guys at, at, at the, at the, you know, at the gym, you know, and then to go in and be that type of, and then blossom, you know, in a few years, become an all-star, and now an MVP, and you possibly win another one, and defensive player of the year, and take your team to to be in the one seat. His room for for growth is is just it's it's crazy, man. He he could literally become the best player we've ever seen because there's so much more room to grow. But you know, time is ticking for Milwaukee. They they they, they they've seen they, we've seen this story before with a lot of players: Kevin Durant, LeBron, Dwight Howard, all these guys. They they don't want to, they don't want to fall in that category of losing a big time star. Sha- you know, Shaq and with Orlando, they don't want to fall in the line. So they, they got to figure out, you know, make sure this works or, or be in be in the lab and figure out. Okay, it didn't work this year. What what do we have to do to make sure next year he he resigns with us and he's a member of the Buck? So sad man. Giannis he's tremendous and he's still got room to play, but Milwaukee's on the clock. They, they yeah. got to figure this thing out. Yeah, most definitely, but. Hey, man, that's that's all we kind of going to give them today. You know, you're going to be on the show multiple times. Basketball, as it starts ramping up, you know, we definitely going to chop it up. Yeah. So just go ahead and let everybody know where to follow you um, for Twitter, your Twitter handle, Instagram, YouTube, all that. I know you into, you got all that. So just let them know where they can listen to you at, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Off The Ball Podcast, uh, I just I just redesigned my website and stuff. So you can follow me. That, uh, you can go there. I got some articles I wrote. I write from time to time and, and all the podcast stuff. My YouTube's also there. So you can go uh, check out the Off The Ball Podcast.com. I'm on Twitter, Off The Ball Pod. Instagram, Off The Ball Pod. Facebook, Off The Ball Podcast. Shows available on all platforms. You know, you name it, it's on it. So, and like I said, I'm working on getting the YouTube, you know, trying to figure out this YouTube game, you know, because that's another area where I would like to improve, you know, figuring out all this video editing. I'm still learning that stuff. So I got the YouTube also off the ball podcast, uh, but uh, working on more, trying to do some more draft stuff. You know, that's something I've been working on too. Getting some more guys from the draft on the podcast is, is cool. I got, uh, I got a few shows this week. I got a guy from the... I got a guy from the athletic coming on. Uh, he's broke some big stories with Shams. So uh, he's, he's a beat writer. He writes for the Knicks and the NBA. So I got him on this week and, uh, and I got, I may, I may have a few more uh, in line this week, but I'll, I'll, you know, just follow me on all those platforms and just, you know, I'm always posting whatever I'm, I'm doing. So, you know, like I said, you know, I appreciate the support. I appreciate, you know, linking up with you. We've, uh, you know, we've had some good, good conversations and stuff. So uh, this is fun. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I got merch also on the way. I got some off the ball 
hats and shirts that I, I'm produce, uh, I'm working on, you know, getting that in production, uh, hopefully by this week and having them out. So, you know, just, you know, that's, that's pretty much it, man. I'm just, uh, you know, like I said, we're going to be chopping up a lot more. We're always going to, we're going to be, you know, especially once we get closer, we're going to definitely have a lot more to talk about. Yes, sir. So I'm looking forward to that, man. Yes, sir. And hey, man, I appreciate you coming on my show, man. I appreciate you when you gave me the opportunity to be on your show. Y'all, y'all continue to listen to me, man. Y'all, y'all add off the ball podcast to the subscriptions, man. You you won't be disappointed. He knows his shit. He does not just talking. Trust me, he's not a guy that just get on the mic and you just kind of think he blowing smoke, man. He knows what he's talking about. He's had some great guests. He like he said, he got some great guests coming. He's had some great guests that have some names. They they names hold weight to him. You know, so he out here grinding, man. He's putting three, four, five episodes. You know, he's recording every day. You know, so we, we see the grind. We salute the grind. I want everybody who listens to me to listen to him, too. Um, let's gain his following bigger. Let's just get each other bigger. Uh, when he dropped that merch, y'all let me know. Try, You know, we can work on something to get y'all some merch from him. I'm definitely going to grab me a T-shirt. So, you know, I definitely support the grind from everybody. Um, so... You know, y'all know where to follow me at, all that all that other stuff. So on that note, I'm out. <laughs>